Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. In the mighty name of Jesus, and all the saints shall shout a glorious amen. Amen and amen. And shall be seated in heavenly places. I want to thank God for today. I want to thank God for how far He has brought us. We thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank God for your life. I want to thank God for the ministry. I want to thank God for this church. I want to thank God for every single thing that he, God, continues to do in our midst. And we don't take it for granted because many, 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 many people have fallen away. Many people have given up the way the world is going and the way things are happening in the world. A lot of people have given up. A lot of people have, you know, turned their backs on God. But we keep on coming. Amen. And we are still with the law. In the name of Jesus. You know, there are some people who will always want to be with God because of what he will do for them. If he doesn't do anything, or if they think, if I can put it that way, if they think that God hasn't done anything for them, then they want to fall away and they want to turn their backs on God. But it cannot be said about us. Anything that the devil is trying to do to take our minds off God, it shall not work and it shall not prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen and amen. In this month of July, we have been focusing, last week we started it, and last week we laid the foundation that this month of July is the month we are dedicating to hear from God. So July is the month of hearing from God. Amen. The most sad thing that can happen to any believer is when that person cannot hear from God. You cannot hear from God, it is very sad. In fact, the day you stop hearing from God is the day you will have no direction in life. The day you stop hearing from God is the day you lose every sense of direction that you have. So it is imperative that we always hear from God. It is imperative that we always hear from God. If we don't hear from God, then it is like we are saying we are lost. But I know we are not lost because we are in Christ and he will keep on protecting us. Amen. So today, what we are looking at, I have swapped the message. Like, where we're supposed to have come today, God just told me I should choose this one. So we are looking at, how do you know you are hearing from God? 
How do you know that you are hearing from God? And then God will next week we're going to treat the how can you hear from God? So these are two different things. Now how would you know that this voice I'm hearing is from God? Remember last week I told you that there are voices all over us. Everything around us is speaking. Everything. What you see is speaking. What you hear is speaking. What you feel is speaking. I know what I'm saying. Even what you don't see and what you don't hear, they are all speaking. Because this world is controlled by words. You didn't hear what I just said. I said everything in this life, in this world, they are controlled by words. What you hear is what will happen to you because you end up believing what you have heard. I get what I'm saying. When you believe what you hear, that is exactly what will happen to you. So everything around us is speaking. Everything around us is speaking. So how will you identify and how will you know that this thing that I am hearing it is from God? Because if you don't know that this thing that I am seeing, this thing that I am hearing, this thing that I am feeling is from God, then you should know that the enemy is the one deceiving you to go astray. Are you here with me? Please pay attention very well and focus on me as God speaks. John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8. John chapter number 8 and then we read from verse number 44 John chapter number 8 from verse 44 it says you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand Oh Lord, I love this. This is a revelation. Wow. You are your father, the devil. And the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning. And does not stand in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie... He speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell you the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God, verse 47, hears God's 
word. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. Did you see that? Which means that anybody who does not hear from God, then the person is not from God. In other words, the one who hears from God is from God. Or let me even put it better. Which means that as long as you say you are from God, you must hear from God. As long as you say you are born again, as long as you say you are a child of God, then you must hear from your father. You must hear his voice. Are you here with me? Anyone who is born again, anyone who has a life of God, and is not hearing the voice of God, there must be a problem somewhere. It, it takes a child of God to hear from his father. And he said that you, are not, you cannot hear me because you are doing the work of your father, the devil. Because he is a liar from the one. A murderer and a liar from the one. See, anybody who does not want to hear the truth, that person is not doing the work of God. Because there are some people, they just don't want to hear the truth. They want you to tell them what they are doing, which is promoting the works of the devil. But the moment you tell them the truth, they say, this one is too much for me to believe. I'll stop following you. I'll not be with you again. But anybody who hears the truth is that person that is born again. If you love God, you always want to hear the truth. And today you know what the truth is. And that's what I'm going to teach you. Amen? Praise the Lord. John chapter 10. Go to chapters forward. John chapter number 10. And bear in mind. Sorry. John chapter number 10. Yes. And I read verse number 25 to 27. John chapter 10, verse 25 to 27. Jesus answered them, Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The words that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you do not believe, because you are not of my sheep, as I said to you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands. And he went on to say, I am my father we are one. So I added verse, I added up to verse 30. Even though I said we read up to 27. Amen. So Jesus is saying, he says, my sheep, they hear my voice, and my sheep, they follow me. Which means that every child of God must hear the voice of the good shepherd. Please, listen and listen to me. You cannot be a child of God for, 
to be hearing other voices which is not God strange voices that don't come from God and many people they are in the church they sit in church every day they are praying every day they are fasting every day they are doing everything every day but they still cannot hear from God but I pray that after this series of teachings your spirit will hear from God your ears will hear from God and everything about you will hear from God as if you are a child of God that you must hear from him are you here with me? Say, I am the sheep of Christ. Or say, say I'm, the, I'm God's sheep. Remember what he told Peter? He told Peter, say, Peter, feed my sheep. Peter, feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. So we are the sheep of Christ, and he's our shepherd. And if we are his sheep, then we must hear the shepherd's voice. Too many Christians cannot hear from Christ. They cannot hear from God. And that is a reason men are deceiving them. That is the reason a lot of people who even stand in their pulpit and they say they are pastors and prophets and apostles, they are deceiving them because they by themselves cannot hear from God. I have been telling you, me, I always tell you the truth till Jesus comes. Amen. I always tell you the truth to Jesus comes. If telling the truth will make you feel whatever, that's up to you. Because there are some people who are now, what did the Bible say in the book of Timothy? It said that in the end time, people will gather to themselves the kind of pastors they want to be, the kind of prophet they want to have, people who will sing their praises, people who will tell them what they want to hear. They don't want to hear the truth. They want to hear the things that will make them feel good. So people left Jesus. People stopped following Jesus because he told them the truth. He said, what was that you Is it the lies? He said, by the truth, you shall, set free. you shall be set free. He didn't say the lies. So if what you are hearing, a mumu assume, but cannot set you free, there's no point in hearing. What must set you free is the truth you hear. But unfortunately, many Christians are not hearing the truth. And a lot of people are hearing other things. See, the fact that somebody is saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. He said, not everybody who says and calls me, Lord, 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 who enter into the kingdom. Do you remember? And he even said, ah, there are some people who say, Lord, we cast out demons in your name. We did many signs and wonders in your name. But why are you saying you don't know me? He said, yes, I don't know you. Because you are a worker of iniquity. So it's not everything that you hear. That is the truth. There are many things which are not the truth. And they come packaged like the truth. Remember what Jesus said in Luke chapter 10. He said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Now you see a lightning and there's light in lightning. And you might think this one is from God, but maybe it's not from God. So how can you hear and know that this one upon is from God? How can you hear? How can you identify? How can you hear a voice and say this one is God who is speaking to me? It's no man. It's not from the devil. This is very, very critical. And take this series very seriously. 
Because this would define the quality of the life you live in Christ. Because God wants to speak to you. He wants to come. He, God is always speaking, even right now. Not because you are hearing from me. But even as you are sitting there, God will be speaking. You wake up in the morning, God will be speaking. Every second, God, your Father is speaking to you. But many people cannot hear from Him. Many people follow their feelings. Oh, I woke up this morning. I don't feel like going to church. I don't feel like praying. Something is speaking to you through your feelings. Ah, Charlie, I see that nothing is working. No, there's no money. Oh, uh Something is speaking to you from what you are seeing. Hey, I heard that the economy is hard. Something is speaking to you from what you are hearing. But in all of these voices. What is God saying? Come on, I hear me. In all of the noise around us, what is God saying? There was famine and hunger on the land. To the extent I told you last week, I quoted it, first Kings, when you go and read it. To the extent that people were eating their children. Can you imagine? That was the severity of the hunger. People didn't have food, that they were eating their own children. Can you imagine? Why didn't they kill themselves for their children to eat? But they were eating their children. It took one man of God to hear the voice of God. And say, hear me, O Israel. Thus said the Lord. As long as God lives, tomorrow by this time, there shall be food on the land. Ah! And, and one of the soldiers said, ah, come on, what are you talking about? Do you know that kind of inflation we are dealing with? Do you know the kind of hunger we are dealing with? Do you have an idea? Even if your God can do it, I doubt he will take time. Tomorrow by this time, there can be no food on the land. It took the man of God to hear from God. And when he spoke, he said, you, you are doubting God. Okay, food will come on this land and you will not eat some. You will not eat some. And according to the word of God, food came on the land. And the Bible said, that soldier was crushed at the gate. God did not allow because he doubted God. It takes one voice and one word from God to take you out of the problems you are in. You only one thing, one, just God telling you, prophet, wake up and go here. You solve that financial struggle you have. Just one voice of God will come to you and God will tell you, don't go and do the business here. Go and do it here. And you become a multi-millionaire. One voice. One voice. One voice. That many people cannot hear from God. When they want to do something, they go and ask your friend. This is what I want to do. What do you think? Then the devil will speak through the friend and will take you out of the will of God. I love what Paul said. I quoted it last week. We read it. Galatians chapter 1. He said, when God told me, I never consulted with any flesh and blood. But I woke up and I went to Arabia. I went to fast and I started preaching. When God gave him the revelation, imagine he had spoken to some people. They would have told the Paul, Charlie Jack, what you want to teach is dangerous. They will kill you. It's heresy. Don't teach it. They will destroy you. But he didn't do that. 
pray from today that you hear the voice of God. I pray that you hear the genuine, authentic voice of God. The voice that will take you out of any situation you find yourself. That voice that will bring solution to any problem. In the mighty name of Jesus. The first thing that you know that this voice you are hearing is from God. Number one. Please write every note. Every scripture I give you, write it down. When you go home, go and get the podcast and listen to it again. Are you hearing me? Number one. How would you know that what I'm hearing is from God? One. When the voice you hear speaks life and not death. The first thing you're going to know that this voice I'm hearing is from God is when the voice is speaking life and not death. Who is God? Who is your father? God is life. God is life. And there's no way God will come speaking to you and will bring a message of death. He's not a messenger of death. He carries the voice of life. What did Jesus say? We are still there, so let's go up. John 10, 10. We are still there, so let's start from there. John chapter number 10. Verse number 10. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it abundantly. Say amen. So, when God is speaking to you, he will not come and be telling you, oh, you are going to die. God can reveal. Listen, listen. God will not tell you, you will die. I'm going to kill you. But God can reveal to you, the devil wants to kill you, but I'm giving you life. Are you here with me? God will not tell you upon It's not from God. And I know some people say, ah, but God told people in the Bible that they are going to die. Please, 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 please. The Bible is there for all of us to study from Genesis to Revelation. God is not death. God does not execute. I'm teaching you deep today. God does not execute death. He is life. I get what I'm saying. He is life. So he said, the thief, which is the devil in this context, does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. When we read the same John 8, the previous one, verse 27. He says, Satan, he's a murderer from the beginning. He's a murderer from the beginning. Is God a murderer from the beginning? He's the one who chose life from the beginning. So why would God come to you and say, ah, you, you are hearing a voice, and the voice is telling you you are going to die. You will die tomorrow. You will die. Tonight, you will die. You will die. And you come and tell me that, I heard the voice of God. And the voice was telling me, I'm going to die. You are lying. That's not the voice of God. So the moment you hear any voice that is telling you, you are going to die, what do you do as a child of God? You must deal with that voice. Repeat that voice. 
And he told that voice, I have life. I shall not die. I will live to declare the glory of God. Are you here with me? Because you know the Father's voice. The voice of a stranger you should not listen to. You cannot hear any voice and then you go running to it. They say, hey, I, I, I want to sleep and I felt like death. I want to die. I, I keep on hearing the voice. I, you are going to die. And then you are afraid that you are going to die. No. Immediately you hear that kind of voice. You know this is not your father speaking. You deal with it. Are you here? Go to the next chapter. John chapter number 10, 11. John chapter number 11. Look at what Jesus said about himself. But let's go back. So, from verse 21. John chapter number 11 from verse 21. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe in this? Jesus said, I am the resurrection. Look at what, what Martha said is what we usually preach in the churches today. That when Jesus comes, all those who have fallen asleep in Christ, they will be resurrected. That is not difficult to, for people to believe. Because after all, people believe that they are the, so when they die, right, when Jesus comes, they will be raised from death. And then Jesus said, I am the resurrection. In other words, you don't have to even wait for the last day for me to resurrect somebody from the dead. Even right now, if you believe in me, I can raise that person from the dead. Are you getting what I'm teaching you? You don't have to do it because if, if that is a belief, then if someone dies, there should be no attempt to bring the person back from dead. The person is dead. Let's wait. They are the end of the day when Jesus comes, he will raise. Have you seen how the church today has been rendered powerless because of the things we believe? Jesus said, I am. I am. He didn't say I was or I will be the resurrection. I am. Present tense. I am the resurrection and the life. Now. It's a mountain. Now. He who is dead, if you believe, you can come back to life. And those of us who are living, if you want to die, it's your choice. You can die. But if you don't want to and you believe it, it says you can live. This, this is, you see, when you talk like this, ah, you can't talk like this. Who says I can't talk like this? This is not inconsistent with the revelation of Christ. It is not. It is not. This is who God is. God is life. If my I believe with all my heart that my father is life and I have life, what business have I got to do with death? Come on, are you here with me, somebody? Are you paying attention here? What business have I got to do with death? What business? I told you some time ago that the way people see death is not how God sees death. If you want to be truthful to yourself and you look into the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, nobody truly dies with the kind of intention people have. Why am I saying this? 
I told you the last time, if you go to the book of Revelation, the Bible says, those who will be cast into the lake of fire, they will be wailing. What is wailing? Crying. And gnashing of teeth. Have you ever seen somebody who is dead who cries before? We have not seen some before. Maybe you have seen some. Maybe tell me. Maybe you saw somebody who was dead and the person is crying. <laughs> have you seen some before? You have not seen some. But people, see, death is a nature. It's a kind of life. I know what I'm saying. It's a life that does not have the life of God. That is death. You must understand death. So when you see somebody lying down like that, do you know what he's saying? I'm just trying to give you the perfect picture today. Please pay attention. If the person is lying down and does not have life, it means that the person does not have the kind of life to live in a natural body. It's not so. All right. So the person will be lying down and nothing can happen. This is exactly what it is in the realm of the spirit. The day will come, God, who is life, will bring everybody who has lost their life in the flesh. And you say, you know what? You chose, especially if the person is not born again, I did not receive Jesus. You chose to not believe in my son. As a result, I want to show you what a real death is. What you, what you had there, it was comedies. Now I want to show you what a real death is. Now go and be with your father. The devil. Now when you go and be with your father, where would your father be? In the lake of fire. It's Satan, Satan is spirit. So it's like Satan is going to die and then Satan will be irresponsive. You know, in death, he will go through all the pains of death. I hear what I'm saying. Go through all the pains of death. So honestly, we have no business to do with death. Tell your neighbor, I have no business to do with death. Do you know that many, many times I've heard the voice of the devil telling me that I'm going to die? Many, many, many times. And every time he speaks like that, I shut him up. Because I'm not allowing him to scare me. I'm not afraid of him. There are many people that hear those strange voices. And they, see, they don't know that if it is God speaking to them or the devil speaking. Because they don't know who God is. Say, my father and my God is life. Please say it to us. Say, my father and my God is life. Take it from me today and let it be in your mind forever. I hear me. Yeah. First John chapter 5. 1 John. 1 John chapter number 5. 1 John chapter number 5. We read from verse number 11. 1 John chapter 5 from verse 11. And it says, And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life. Say Amen. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. Did you see that? So as soon as you have Jesus, you have life. You don't have religion. Come on, come on, are you here? When you have Jesus, you don't have religion. You have life. Say, I have life. Say, I have Jesus. I have life. I have Jesus. I have life. So I, I don't have a religion. I have life. This is the difference between Christianity and all other kinds of religion out there. 
I have lied. When somebody asks you, why are you a Christian? If anybody ever asks you this question, just the simple answer is that I'm a Christian because I have life. And I know the person will ask, does it mean I don't have life? They say, yes, there are types of life. <laughs> there are types of life. There's a life called death. If you are not born again, that's what you have. Anybody who does not have Jesus, the person does not have life. Eternal life for that matter. And I, I, one day somebody was asking me on Twitter, he said, are you saying you are going to live forever? And I said, yes, that is what eternal life means. Is it, is it very ambiguous? It's not straightforward. He said, are you, are, the, the person was telling me, can you imagine? The person was like, are you kidding? I, have you ever thought of the fact that you're going to live forever? The, do you mean that you are going to grow old forever and not die? I said, that is where you have a problem. Because you think that you are going to grow old. Because a lot of people even know. I have been saying this since years ago. Some of you, you might, you might even heard me and you do not believe me. But even now, science have catch up with the revelation I was teaching years ago that even aging, aging, can you hear? It's the today. Science is telling you that aging is a disease. Now you believe them. You believe them that aging is. Uh, some of you will see God one day. Because God said he will reveal himself to us when we go to heaven. You will see God and you will be shocked. You say, ah, God, is this you? I thought you were a grown old man. To I've been saying to the old man upstairs. He said, I pray to the old man upstairs. Are you, are you, are you for real? Are you joking? Do you think God is an old man? He said, I am the same today, tomorrow, and forevermore. The way God has been from the beginning of him, he has been like that to today. Some of you will see God and you see some fresh young, fresh young, and I, ah, God. So you are the God we have been talking about all the time and say yes. Because people don't understand life. It is because of death, sin and death. That is why people grow old and age and they bend over. Are you what I'm saying? Please, believe this word today. So I have Jesus, I have life. So if you hear any voice that is telling you, hey, upon tomorrow you die. As you are traveling, those are some people, as soon as they sit in the plane, then the devil starts telling them, ah, the plane will crash. You're going to die. The plane will crash. And you're going to die. And they are hard to be beaten. But as soon as the plane takes off, I remember when I was traveling, and there was a lady sitting next to me. You know me, if you're a frequent traveler like some of us, you will be able to come for the first time you see the person. So, I don't know why the Lord wanted me to see the lady. As soon as the plane was about to take off, I realized the lady had gripped the, the, the seat. Gripped it very hard. Yeah, she has put up her face. And I just looked at her and I said that, I said that laughing. She, she gripped the seat. And, and, and when the plane was about to take off, I realized that she was like, when I was praying in tongues, I just didn't know. But I was, she was, <laughs> so I turned to her and I told her, relax, calm down. Nothing will happen to us. And whilst we were, we were on, in the mid-air, and then we, we met you know, a turbulence. You know, you'll be flying and then you meet some serious turbulence. And the place started shaking. In mid-air. 40,000 feet above sea level. The place had a shaking. 
You know what the lady did? The lady just looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me. <laughs> and I was watching I was watching my movie. And then she looked at me and she was like, ah, can't you see the blade is taking? <laughs> I said, you will not die. You will never die. Amen, somebody. I don't travel and go and sit in a plane or a bus or driving and I'm thinking I'm going to have an accident or I'm going to die. No way. No way. As soon as I sit in that plane, life has entered into that plane. Are you getting my understanding? Ah, I will travel everywhere around the world until Jesus comes and that plane will never have any issue. One of my trips, I was coming from Nairobi to Accra. Even once, I've said that story. Once we were going to sit in the plane, they were changing the, the landing gears, the ties. They had taken the, the tie and they were putting the new one. And then some of the guys who were coming to Ghana, I think they were, they were, they were somewhere like students from China and Asia. They were like, no, 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 you will not sit in this plane. Ah, plane, plan, you have to sit in Once we are going to sit in it, they were afraid. So when we were about to take off, you know, when you travel for a long time, you know the speed a plane takes off and the speed a plane can land. And the plane was really taking off awkwardly. So the guy started shouting from the back. Hey, stop the plane, stop the plane, we are not ready to die. Another lady shouted, me, I've, I've not given birth to. I'm not ready to die. It was very funny. But, but the grace of God, we landed in a catastrophe. I don't know what I'm saying. Don't allow the voice of the devil to scare you. Say, I shall not die. Say, I shall not die. I shall live to declare the glory of God. So when you are hearing all those strange voices, know where it is coming from. It's not from God. Number two, how would you know that God is speaking to you? How would you know this is the voice of God? When the voice speaks love, then you know that God is speaking. When the voice you are hearing is speaking of love, 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 then you know God is speaking. Love and the voice is speaking. First Corinthians chapter number 13. Let's go to the chapter that is heavily dedicated to the to the message of love. First Corinthians chapter number 13. We read from verse 4. So as you are hearing the voices, you are going to see this element of love. I guess what I'm saying. If you are hearing from God, you're going to see this element of love from verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 4. Love suffers long. Long suffering. You know there are some people they don't have patience anymore. When they go through the challenge, small, I'm leaving. I don't have time. They are not ready to go through it. Do you know the meaning of long suffering? It means long patience. Long. Very, very patient. Ah, things, things are not well. Things are not going on well. But you are not giving up. You are still standing on the grounds of God. Ah, when you are not seeing things going the way it should go, but you are not giving up. And you said one day is look, Abraham was 25 years waiting for one child from him between him and, and Hagar. 25 years. There are some people today when things begin, begin to get a, a little bit tough. And they go and ask their friend, their friend will say, Charlie, I found somebody in Benin. Let's go. Let's go to Benin. What they are doing in Benin, you see also. Now Benin has not gained a very bad reputation for uh, voodoo and, uh, and Jujuism and bad reputation. And if you hear somebody say, I'm going to Benin, 
The first thing is a question. What is he going to do there? Even if you hear me that we are going for a crusade in Benin, you're going to ask me, Apostle, which part of Benin are you going? Amen. You hear from God when God is telling you, have patience. See, even as a church, look at the, the challenges the devil is presenting to us. And somebody will say, ah, ah nah, nah. it's not like before, so I'm giving up. I'm giving up. Ah, you miss it. You don't have love. You miss it. Many, many people left Jesus. Many people left him because of one word. But many more came. Those who have patience, they will see the glory of God. Amen. Love is kind. So, if you are hearing the voice, that is telling you, don't be kind. Don't be kind. Then you should know that it's not from God. There are some people today, they are so wicked. Wicked. For them to show kindness to people, like, like they will not do it. They are not ready to help anybody. They are not ready to be kind. They are not ready to be courteous. They are not ready for that. No. That kind of feeling and voice is not from God. But God will always tell you, oh, be kind. Be nice. Even when the person wants to be very rude and very bad, say, no, be nice. Yes. You might say, ah, apostle, it's very, very hard. Is that? No, 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 no. You have the life to understand these things. Jesus was being killed. He was being stoned. He was being raped. Yet what did he say? He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. I tell you, a lot of people who mess up with us, they don't know what they are doing. You might tell, I see, they need the they need the many people they are influenced. I told you, by voices. What will make someone not to come to church? I mean, there are a lot of us who don't come to church. We have done everything, right? Have we not been praying for the members? Have we not been fasting for them? Moses said, wait beside me if I don't pray for you. Every day, as for Isaac, we are here praying every day. Pray for your business. We pray for your health. We, pray. we, we are every day praying. Pray. We see people. We visit them. We talk to them. We encourage them. Come to church. So, me, I have a clear conscience standing here. If I'm not doing anything for the people, that is a different ballgame. I have a very clear conscience. Very, very clear conscience. So that should tell you that people's actions are manipulated. Eh? People say, do you think somebody intentionally insulted you? No. Something triggered the person to insult you. And because you are thinking, ah! It is now who said those things to me. Because it came from her mouth, you think it is her who did it. But it's not her who did it. So if you are not careful, you rather treat now badly and then the devil will be standing there laughing. Ah! Ah! Look! Look at how I have made TBK to be angry with now. You are dealing, the wrong, you are dealing with the wrong person. A child of God, you must be smarter than this. Come on, are you with me? A child of God, you must know better than this. That when somebody is misbehaving, it's not by the person's own intuition. The devil and everything about us and around us is speaking. Voices all over. So be careful how you treat people. Love does not envy. Does not envy. So if you are hearing voices that you know makes you feel like you are envious, you are you are getting that feeling. Ah, I wish I have 
what this sister has. I wish I, I as soon as you start speaking those things, you should know, ah, Charlie, the spirit of envy is entering you now. Can you be happy for someone prospering even when you even wish you are having the same thing the person is having? You should be happy. You should be a person. Oh, Father, thank you. Oh, I, I wish I, I would have been married by now. But if my sister is going ahead to marry, oh, Father, thank you for her life. It's not when your sister comes to tell her, I'm going to marry. That because you, have, you want to marry and you are not yet married. As soon as the message comes, you change your attitude. You change your attitude. But me, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you. Why do you want to marry and I'm not married? Wait for me to marry. What nonsense. Is, is, is marriage got to do with age? What nonsense. So say, I'm the senior. Wait for me to marry before you marry. I, I mean, when your parents are giving birth to you, did they say, ah, when I hear those things, I just laugh. Don't envy. Always be happy. Yes, you want God to bless you with money. If your brother has the money now, be thankful to God for him. Say, Father, I thank you for my brother. I thank you for prospering him. Oh, I'm so happy. Be genuinely happy from your heart. So that when your time also comes, somebody will also be happy for you. If you are envious about what somebody is having, when the time comes, nobody will be there. Always be happy. Bless God for people, for them going ahead of you. Because your time will come. God is working on you. Maybe if God gives you the money today, imagine now. So I say, yeah, brother, let me work on you. I'm working on you. The money will come. The money will come. And then when God realizes that your heart is ready, say, now take the money. At that time, many people have been rich. You understand? But you are blessing them. You are thanking God for their lives. And as you are investing those prayers, God is also preparing us for you. Amen, somebody. Love does not parade itself. Boastful. You know, there are some people, as soon as they get one or two money, they go and buy a car, buy a house. They do know who I am. Nonsense. Who are you? Humble yourself. Tell them, but always humble yourself. You know, like some of these people who travel abroad, as soon as they go to abroad, they feel like they are on top of us. They are sitting on our head. You understand? Because the feeling that they, because they flew, so they think they are sitting on our head. But the world, too, when you look at it, we, we are... We are we are pepe. Amen, somebody. Yeah. Don't 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 parade yourself. Always be humble. Have you realized that the very rich, rich, rich people in the world, they are very simple. Preman found a mudrobin. You know the preman people. This this one I have Are you see a rich man, very billionaire, wearing simple t shirt. You know, maybe the t-shirt is even costing you $50, $100. It's, ah, are you rich, man? Yeah, when somebody who's not even earning what he's having is wearing a t-shirt that is costing $2,000. And then he's like, do, do you know how much this shirt costs? You think it's simple? Do you know how much is it? Ah, you are wearing $2,000 shirt and so what? The one that is wearing $1 and $2,000, are they not shirts? No, I, I didn't know. Yours is shirt and that one is uh, Antama. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and all that stuff. Look at my look, look, look at my watch. Do you know how much is it? I'm wearing a Rolex watch. I'm wearing what watch? Oh, Master. Relax. Don't parade yourself. Don't show off. Always be humble. Yeah, you can be wearing a hundred thousand diamond watch. But Charlie, the way you are cool, nobody will even know. If you don't because if you don't say do you know how much you're watching. If
you go and buy a Togo watch, 20 Ghana, right? And you are wearing it. Also, like what you are wearing. I don't know how much. Maybe it's Rolex, $50,000. <laughs> if, if you don't tell me how much that watch is costing, would I know? If I ask you what the time is, would you tell me the time? Would the time on Rolex give me different from the time on, on Ching Ching Chan? Come on, what are you talking about? It's the same watch now. Amen. He said, do you know, do you know how much my watch is costing? Do you know how much the phone is costing? The phone I'm using can pay somebody's school fees. And so what? And so what? And so what? It can pay many, so what? When I call you to pick the same, hello. It's not the same WhatsApp. Ah. What are you talking about? And I use iPhone, and so what? People are using Android and they are using Pudroid. They are all chatting. We are, we are, you are sending the same message to people who are using Pudroid. And we are, we are all chatting. We are calling. It's not about, it's not like when I send message to Prophet, Prophet, uh, the, 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 are you an iPhone user before I come? Does my message ask you that? What are you talking about? Why is all this pride and, you know, um, when God gives you the iPhone, yeah, just use it normal. I mean, just go ahead. God gives you the BMW. Just drive it normal. Tell it. Relax. Don't be boastful with what you have. Or those things can leave you. Some years ago, the cars that we see, yeah? It's like, wow, this is... You see those cars in 2022. You really want to drive them. The same way, the cars they produce this year, you will see them three years down the line, five years, on the trip. So why are you not boastful and relax? Tell me that. Relax. It's not popped up. That is where arrogance comes. So it's, it's very related to parade itself. Now love does not behave rudely. You are hearing the voice that is telling you, be very rude. Insult, be very disrespectful. Ah, wait. That's not from God. That's not from God. That's not from God. That's not the voice of God. So the enemy is pushing you to be very disrespectful and be rude. Don't pay attention. Amen. Love does not seek its own. It's not selfish. Huh? Hey, as soon as you want to buy the your your jollof rice with chicken and egg and everything, as soon as you are bringing it, you are looking left to right. It's a crazy around, and then you look left to right. Nobody's around, and then you sneak into your room. Oh, and you want put the, the and you be eating them food. Because you don't want to anybody come and see you eating that that very delicious food. You finish eating it. And then Akwesi comes. Akwesi said, Oh, my brother, I'm very hungry. He said, Oh, that's for me, I've not eaten all. Hey! And then this person maybe started finished praying in tongues some 20 minutes ago. So then, praying in tongues 20 minutes ago, and then you have done this thing selfishness. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. So any voice that is telling you to only think about yourself, eh? Uh, how did Atamus even put it? He said, "What do you feel yourself? Now let's, let's think about yourself. That kind of voice is not from God. Yeah, as uh, believe it or not, it's not from God. God always wants you to think about others. This life, eternal life, is a life that is always thinking about others. Well, I'm going to teach you a message. I don't know if the Lord will permit me. Maybe, maybe this month or next month, I'm going to." Teach you a message on strangers. I got a revelation recently on strangers. And I'm going to tell you the benefit of, of 
receiving strangers, people you don't know from Adam. It will blow your mind. Don't think about yourself alone. Think about others. So this is a voice of love. Okay? When you go and read first John four eight and first Peter four eight. First John chapter number four verse eight. And first Peter chapter number four verse eight. Three. How will you know this voice is from God? When the voice speaks fellowship. That's the third point. When the voice speaks fellowship, you know this voice is from God. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. I read verse 24 and 25. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. It says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. Fellowship, gathering, being together. Oh, don't go to church. Oh, you're hearing the voice. Today, I woke up. Oh, I feel like washing. Let me just wash today, Sunday, or fellowship day. Then you're going to meet your other believers in Christ and have a beautiful fellowship. That is when the voice is telling you, wash. So the whole week, you couldn't wash. Saturday, you couldn't wash. Monday, you couldn't wash. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you couldn't wash. Sunday, that we say we need to fellowship. That is when you feel like washing. Sunday when you have to meet to fellowship is when the person told you, come for the money. If you don't come today, you, uh, you will not meet me. Listen. All those boys that try to take your mind off fellowship is not on God. Every voice that you hear from your father, he will tell you, go, go to church. Go and fellowship. Go and pray. Study your Bible. Read your Bible. Think about it, my word. That is the kind of voice that God will be telling you all the time. Even when you are going through any challenge, you hear the voice. Go and pray. Go and pray. People go through things. They don't pray. Nah, they don't do anything. They go and be seeking help from people. No. That's not the voice of God. Please, are you hearing what I'm teaching you? So always gather to fellowship. First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter number 1. First Corinthians chapter number one, verse number nine. It says, God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son. Did you see that? We were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. A lot of people quote this verse wrongly. They say we are called into fellowship with Jesus. It's a wrong quote. Look at it. We were called into the fellowship of his son. In other words, this fellowship is coming from those of us who are in Christ. As long as you are in Christ, you must be somebody who loves to fellowship. Always want to be where Christians are. You always want to be part of the saints. Are you here with me? Don't stay away from church. 
Don't stay away. Any voice that tells you, don't go to church, don't go to church, don't go to church. It's not from God. It's not from God. It's, you see, uh, you know me from the one that even if there's one person here, I'll teach the way I teach. 10,000 people, I'll teach the same way. But that doesn't mean you should stay away from church. There are some people who say, oh, you are a Christian, but I, I just don't go to church. You cannot be a Christian and not go to church. There's something wrong. As long as you believe in Jesus, the next thing is to fellowship. See, he has been called into the fellowship of his son. So you cannot say I'm a Christian. I, I, I pray in my room. I study my Bible in my room, but I just don't go to church. It's a lie. It's a lie. Anybody who tells you that, quote this verse for the person. Show him this verse. And even add Hebrews 10 25 to that person. Let them see that you cannot be in Christ and don't like fellowship. I always want to see my brothers. If there's any day I always look forward to, is that day where, you know, fellowship. Fridays, we come to pray. I, I, love, I love. I always want to come and see people, you know, sharing the word. This is what we live for. Because you know what? Let me read Proverbs for you. Proverbs 27. Let me, let me show it. Proverbs 27. Proverbs chapter number 27. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Father. Let's read verse number 17. Please, are you there? Proverbs 27, 17. We are going to read it together. One, to go. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Do you see that? Uh, you cannot be in Christ and be isolated. You cannot be in Christ and be isolated. Oh, actually, I, I like to be alone. I want to be solo. I want, no, 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 no. You always have to be what? In fellowship. Because if, let's say, if prophet is going through um, some challenge in his life and he's alone, but the moment we engage in fellowship, he might share whatever he's going through with me. And perhaps I have something that I can give to him that will strengthen him. Iron sharpens iron. When we come for fellowship like this, we are sharpening ourselves. You come and come and see your brother or sister in Christ. You are, you are emboldened. You are encouraged. You see the love of God is flowing. Beautiful things are happening. This is how we live. You don't say, actually, me, 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 I like being myself. I'm a, even if you are like that, the moment you get born again, that thing must leave you. That is what the devil likes. That, you see, do you know why people commit suicide? It's because they don't, they don't share anything with anybody. They always alone. Many people, the devil has put evil thoughts in their mind because they like being alone. They like being in the room alone. They like being by themselves alone. It's dangerous. Dangerous. Always. You come to church, we are fellowshipping. See, sometimes you even don't feel like you, you are praying. Realize that ah, I'm struggling to pray. The women to come to church. And then there's a pastor before you, and the prayer topic is lifted, and we are all praying. And you see your brother's praying, and everybody's praying. All of a sudden, that weakness that you felt in your body not to pray lose you, and you also pray. Iron sharpens iron. How many of you, before God a man, you pray for Monday to meet in church? Most of you do that. A lot of Christians don't do that. And when you come to church, we raise a, a corporate prayer, and we are always praying. 
some of you, the teachings I'm teaching today, if not for you come to church today, you may, may, may not even hear it anyway. Even if you study your Bible the whole year, you may not get this revelation you are getting today. So please, take coming to church seriously. You are not coming to church because of, you are coming to church so that you can be built up. Encouraging yourself in the Lord. I you hear with me, sir. Any voice that will tell you, oh, today I don't feel like going to church. Please, you should know that this voice is not from my father. Then you block it. Amen? Four. Four. How will you know God is speaking to you? Four. The fourth way you know. When the voice you are hearing speaks peace. 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 Say peace. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Many believers are full of fear. John 16. John chapter number 16. John chapter number 16. I read verse 33. John 16 verse 33. It says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have what? In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Did you see that? So, whilst the economy is hard right now, come on, come on, are you here? Whilst things are not going on the way it is going, you cannot talk like those in the world because you, you have peace. That is from God. He says in the world, you have tribulation, you have trouble. Things are going to go bad in the world. But be of good cheers. I have overcome the world. So if you're a child of God and you believe that your father has overcome the world, when people are struggling, you are laughing. You know your father has overcome the world. If my father has overcome the world, I have peace. Are you here with me? The peace of God will manifest in your life from today. I say in the midst of economic turmoil, the peace of God will overshadow your heart. It will rule over your mind. It will bring you joy and to bring you comfort. In the name of Jesus. Shatter have the peace of God. No, you don't have peace because Charlie, they are buying a lot of things from you. You don't have peace because Charlie, you have money in your pocket. The peace is because God has overcome the world. With its troubles, with its pains, so I have peace. Are you here with me, somebody? So when I'm sleeping, I know Jesus is in control. Say Jesus is in control. I don't I you know there are sometimes I intentionally you know if you're going to allow the problems that you are going through to enter your heart and your mind, I tell you, you will never be. You you get BP, you get high blood pressure. Hey! Oh. My rent is about you. When am I going to get money to pay the rent? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have money. Then you are thinking. The devil say, then the devil will be funding the thought for you. Uh-huh. You, are, you, are, you are not okay. When people are sleeping on the pillow, you are thinking in the pillow. The pillow is meant to sleep. It's not to be thinking. And the devil will be funding the thoughts. Ah, think, think, think. And you think you are wise. You are not wise. Wisdom is that even when there's a problem, you can smile and be at peace. And you know your father has got the solution because he has overcome the world. Are you here with me? Yes, when, when there is no way, what Jesus is going to do? He will make a way. This is the father you have. 
when to you there seems to be no way he will always make a way if you believe it you always be at peace you know solution is on the way i know what i'm saying yesterday you know i, I was there in the, uh, the spirit of the lord when i was coming we're coming from my father's place I said, because my father was asking me something i said we need about fifty thousand cities before the end of august for us to move from here and once we were coming and, and the spirit of the lord just ministered and said do you think i can't give you that money and i said i why i believe i believe i believe what is fifty thousand to god it's nothing peanuts nothing but there are some people who's like ah where am i going to get the money from why do you know why they ask those questions because when they look around them all their friends are broke so who am i going to ask to give you one thousand what the thing that you see that's why you must surround yourself with faith people don't surround yourself with people who don't have faith some people who when you go to them even if they don't have money the things they tell you you know that Charlie, the money is coming i don't really want to i don't surround myself i want to surround people myself with people who have faith people who can speak the language i can speak not people when you go and you talk to them they say hey, i don't have money i didn't come for money i came to tell you something peter said silver and gold i don't have even if you don't have money matter speak wisdom don't speak foolishness speak wisdom tell the person you are blessed today god will provide are you only somebody i said i don't have money i don't have money you know what i'm going to have the moment you use your mouth to say i don't have money you have saved your 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 life money will not come say i have money yeah amen we have something that money cannot buy amen we have something money cannot buy and when we speak it for your life a big girl called me yesterday god is doing so many things for them more testimonies can you imagine i'm talking about Say peace. Second Thessalonians three sixteen. Please let's read it. Let, I'm I'm about to finish. I'll close very soon. Second Thessalonians chapter number three. Thessalonians. It says verse sixteen. Second Thessalonians chapter number three verse sixteen. It says now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace always in every way the lord be with you and i pray this prayer upon you this morning that god will give you peace always in everywhere you take there shall be peace in the morning peace in the afternoon peace in the evening peace at night peace every month peace on monday peace on tuesday on wednesday on thursday on friday on saturday on sunday every day there shall be peace in your life peace peace this peace is beyond what money can give you this peace is beyond what money can give you people have money but they don't have peace <laughs> i don't know i've never seen some before i've not heard they have money but they don't have peace they cannot sleep they move from today they, they don't sleep here they move from this hotel go and sleep here I don't want people to see where I'm sleeping. They don't want. How can you be living your life? You have money, but you can't even enjoy it. Hey, we have peace. No weapon form against you shall prosper. 
I prophesy as a servant of God. I say from today, no weapon shall prosper against your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. No weapon. Bible says in Isaiah 54, said they will gather. Yes, the devil, they will gather, but not because of you. Any gathering of the devil against you, even if they mention your name, the fire of the Holy Ghost will terminate them in the name of Jesus. Okay, not because of you. Not because of you. Wherever they have sent the sickness from, is going back to them. Wherever they send the hardship from, it's going back to them. Wherever they send the problems from, it's going back to them. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Peace. I made up my mind upon that I will never allow anything in this world to give me sleepless nights. Never. I will sleep and I will snore. What are you talking about? Why should I worry? The moment you worry, you are saying God cannot solve my problems. There's no solution. You say, where will come my help? My help comes from where? The maker of heaven and earth. People are looking for their help. You see, that's why there are some prayers. If you can be very observant, we have not been praying some prayers. Let me give you one example. We used to be praying, but by revelation, I stopped. God, we are praying to God to bring us our divine helpers. You see, I've not, we've not been praying a lot about that prayer. We stopped for some time now. Some of you don't understand. People are looking for help from people. Look at what God told Elijah. He said, the, the book is dry. Go. He said, I, I, me God, I have commanded a widow to take care of you. I, God, I have commanded a widow to take care of you. If Elijah did not seek the help from God, how can God provide the widow to take care of him? First Kings 17. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you need any help, go to God. He is the one who will command people. That's a God. He knows the people. And you see, unfortunately, when people are praying like that, they are, the Omaju will be so. Maybe, God, I'm going to ask TBK. So please. No, 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 no. God can even command some, some stranger. Stranger going somewhere will see you and say, Ah, my brother. Ah, I had the dream. You are the one I saw. I've been looking for you. Please, God said I should give you this money. Boom, $100,000. You don't go beyond the limitations of those surrounding you. Deal with God as the, as the greater one who can command anybody to be a blessing to you. Anybody. Anybody. I heard a story about this man who was traveling. He was traveling. He was going to America to go and hustle. Cut a long story short. He met this man in a plane. Upon the man is a billionaire. The man was sitting in economy class. Billionaire. He has uh, aluminum factories. And he said that, you know, usually when you sit in plane, you start, if you end up chatting with people who are around you and all of that, it's normal. And this man asked this man, who was going to America to hustle? So what do you do? He said, oh, I'm just going to America. I'm going to hustle my family. Oh. And the man said, no problem. Take my card. When we land, call me the card CEO of blah 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 mega company see wow sir pleasure to meet you simple man got down called him the following day say where are you we are living in the same state gave the man the address come and meet me 
cut a long story short, you came here to hustle. Okay. I am going to give you, first of all, one forty footer container of my product. Go to your country, Ghana, go and sell them. If you are faithful, I'll give you more. He didn't put, put a deposit, didn't pay anything. The man shipped the container for him, cleared the container for him. Look, a stranger shipped the container, cleared it for him. And this man came down, came to sell everything. And said, Sir, this is your money. Say, Wow, I'll give you another one. Gave him another 40 footer. The guy sold, lost your money. Said, Now I'll give you two. Now the guy, you know, if I mention his name, you know him. He has a factory in Ghana here now, producing aluminum. Millionaire now. Millionaire now. You see, God can cause anybody to bless you. Take your eyes from the usual suspect and put your eyes on God. Say, God, I need you to help me. My eyes is not on anybody. I'm not looking about you on anybody. If God says yes, Ezekiel standing here will be the one to give the church 50,000. Go, go, go. Are you getting what I'm trying to teach you? So you don't struggle. Always at peace. Always at peace. Last one, then we are done. You can stand as we take this one. The last voice. I think I, think I have two. Last but one. Then the, the last but one one is when the voice speaks of faith and not fear. Faith and not fear. Any voice of fear you hear, saints, it's not from God. I know what I'm saying. When you go home, read Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7. But I'm going to read 2 Timothy. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I'm going to read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 here. When you go home, read those verses I've given you. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. It's a holy for you. Where's the fear coming from? The fear is not coming from God. Because God has not given us a spirit of fear. So you, you, God will not come and whisper and speak or make you even feel fear. Every time you see God coming around you, boldness, confidence, calmness, the problem may be very dire. The problem may be very serious. But you are not you are not moved. You are calm. You are confident. You know God will handle it. If you remind Jesus, he was sleeping and the storm. And the people say, Jesus, don't you care that we are going to die? So we told you we're going to die. I'm here, I'm in the boat. I'm sleeping. That's how some people behave. See, they forget that they have God. Say, God, why are you going to allow this problem to overcome me? Oh no. Just have faith. You remember 18. People pray, but they don't have faith. Prayer is good, but prayer is worthless without faith. <laughs> as long as you pray, have faith. Don't fear. Hey, it can be that the more you are praying, the thing that you wanted to change is not changing. As you are praying, things are not changing the way you want it to change. That does not mean you change your words. Keep on praying and pray in faith. And God will work. Hey, if things are not changing, 
the evidence of things you have not what seen he said by this the elders they had a good report so you keep on declaring we are building a mega church keep on declaring my business is flourishing my family is flourishing my children will never be a vagabond yeah i always say this over my children if the, if the bible says train up your children the way they should go yeah, my children the world is now fierce but my children will be none of them all my children will grow up and they will, be, they will fear god and they will do the things of god all of my children last one then we are out we can pray and last one is when the voice you are hearing is telling you to give a giving voice is a voice from god a voice that is telling you don't give is not from god i don't have to give me i can't give i can't give when you are when you give means that you are hearing from god second Corinthians chapter 9 6 to 8 and then luke chapter number 6 luke chapter number 6 verse 38 we read it the last time yeah there any voice that tells you don't give don't give don't give don't give don't give giving is god he, you see, he had his only begotten son, but he gave him all the same. So the excuse not to give is not that this is all that is left of me. You see what my parents did yesterday? As your mom told you. As she told me. They didn't have anything on them, but they gave. The excuse not to give is not that I don't have money. Even if what is left on you, give. Have you seen a farmer eating his seed before? Huh? The seed is going to plant. Tell, have you eaten your seed before? You have, you have been to the farm before, so you know where it is. Papa, you have been to the farm before, right? Have you seen a farmer eating the seed before? The seed is going to plant. Eat the seed. And sometimes, you see, I like using the analogy of farmers because you see the life of a farmer when you study their life you enjoy being in christ a farmer can go and sow right he doesn't even have food in the house every day we go to the farm we water the, the seed he has sown we read we'll be working what is giving him that hope because he knows he has planted the seed very soon food will come to the house so he's working on it they, they, they are very beautiful people, farmers. Very beautiful people. For me, always if you learn about the farmer, you can have patience with God. And I wonder, I've lived in a farming community, a village, farmers. I said, I'll go in, I'll go in and I'll be studying them. And realize that this man will come home with some few baskets of cassava and will, will grind the pepper, put some oil inside and some salt. There's no even fish. And you see this farmer enjoying his cassava and the grounded pepper and the oil and you know I, I get fascinated and we are living in a car and it's like we are eating food and if there's no fish there's no egg it's like this is not a complete meal and someone is enjoying and then the, oh come on give tell me that give anywhere that tells you you cannot give whether you are a student whether you are a worker, as long as you eat, always look for an opportunity to give. 
sister will tell you, ah, Tyro, this order is left on you. You don't have money. You want to go and give. What will be left on you? You don't have anything. You think you are smart. The devil is deceiving you. And I pray that you give from today. We read it the last time, Genesis 8. As long as the earth exists, seed time and harvest will never cease. So let's pray. That from today you hear the voice of God. Some of us, we have heard certain strange voices. Okay? Some, some of us here, you have heard people saying bad things about this church. You are hearing strange voices. You have been in this church for a while. It is for you to know the voice of God and know the voice of the world. Are you ready to pray? Please pray from your heart. Okay? Because we are going to <laughs> we are going to drain all the voice of the devil that is speaking to us every day. And we're going to lift up the voice of God in the name of Jesus. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray today that your voice shall be all that I hear. The contrary voice that we have been speaking to me all this while, inconsistent with it, and I in the name of Jesus. I pray that from today, I will hear only your voice. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.